Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. I want you to turn to a passage with me in the Gospel of John, chapter 1. I want to take a biopsy of the text, and I want us to look particularly at verses 6 through 9. Chapter 1 of the Gospel of John, verses 6 through 9. And we find these words. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which light of every man that cometh into the world. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. I want to share a little while uh, as I have prayed about uh, this assignment, uh, Pastor shared with me uh, the theme and the scripture, but I asked the Holy Spirit to give us direction and guidance as we come here on this day. I want us to look at this text together, and I want to spend some time talking to you as we reflect upon the life of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., I want to talk to you about the measure of a messenger. To fulfill this assignment, I prayerfully searched for a text that mirrored and modeled that pattern and paralleled the life of the man whose legacy we celebrate on this day. I saw in the scriptures a picture or a portrait of someone whose life was reflective of divine calling and purpose. Who was born to a ministry couple. Who grew up and was passionate and courageous about his convictions. Who bore witness to the truth, yet who had moments where he wrestled with his own doubts and discouragement and despair. Who was seen by many who knew him as being precocious and aloof and withdrawn and who incited the hostility and wrath of the powers that be, the status quo, and who inevitably died too young, tragically giving his life for the cause in which he believed. I'm happy to report that that spiritual and homiletical Google has led me to the sweeping and majestic prologue of the fourth gospel. 
In the interior of this text, we read a passage that obviously spoke to John's generation, that spoke to the generation of the author of the gospel. But I believe it speaks with timeless relevance as well to our generation and to this storied occasion. The unique ministry of John the Baptist is in view here. He was the forerunner. He was a truth bearer who bore witness of the one who would come after him and who was indeed, if you read a little further in this chapter, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Brothers and sisters, numerous biographies, narratives, and essays have been written whose aim is to chronicle the life of Dr. King. Uh, just a few to mention Lerone Bennett's What Matter of Man, David Garrow's Bearing the Cross, Martin Luther King Jr. and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, Taylor Branch's award-winning uh, Count Parting the Waters, James Washington's I Have a Dream, writings and speeches that change the world, and a favorite of mine because a dear friend and pastoral colleague was one of the contributing authors the papers of Martin Luther King Jr. published by the University of California Press but our text while chronicling the ministry and message of John the Baptist provides transcendent truths and practical principles that apply to our contemporary moment and setting as well so the question is asked in the text It's implicit in the text. What is the measure of a messenger? I want to check right now to make sure you understand that John the Baptist was a messenger. And I want us to understand that Martin Luther King Jr. was a messenger. The message still lives on, even though the messenger is gone. When I asked the text the question, What is the measure of a messenger? Would you not know that the text talked back? Three things emerged that is in fact the measure of a messenger. First of all, there is the dignity of the messenger. You see the word dignity refers to honor, worth, significance, and importance. The dignity in this text is that the passage I read opens with the statement, there was a man sent from, sent from God. Every human life has purpose and meaning. It was true of John the Baptist, and it is true of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and it is true of you and me. The purpose and plans God has for our lives transcends our personal and collective failures, flaws, and frailties and is bound up in the otherness of the transcendent will and mind of God. John the Baptist was born to a priestly couple in their old age. Zacharias and Elizabeth were righteous before the Lord and blamelessly walking into the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. The Bible says they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well along in years. But the Bible also records that God 
or raised an angelic intervention that left Elizabeth pregnant and Zachariah speechless. And at his birth, at the birth of John the Baptist, his father celebrated the dignity of this newborn child, announcing thou shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the Lord's face to prepare his ways. You see, our lives are contingent, conditional, and connected. Our lives are bound up, whether you acknowledge it or not, with the life of God and with the life of other people. The English poet John Donne said it eloquently when he says, no man is an island. Every man is a piece of the continent. And he goes on to say, any man's death diminishes me. Because I'm involved in mankind and therefore never sin for whom the bell tolls. Because the bell tolls for me. Dr. King loved that passage. It it appears in many of his writings and his sermons and speeches. He believed in this passionately. And in 1963 when the clergymen of Birmingham, Alabama uh, criticized him for his activity. In their city, he wrote back to them in the letter from the Birmingham jail and said to them, as he acknowledged this human dignity, he says, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And he went on to say, we are caught up in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a garment of destiny. Dr. King believed that while our scientific and technological advances had made our world a neighborhood, he also believed that only moral and spiritual truth could make our world a brotherhood. There was, there was a man sent from God. It's a reminder in the text that our lives have dignity, our lives has purpose meaning and significance. If somebody don't have it yet, can I call to the witness stand a ancient poet who owned one starlit night said this, when I consider the heavens, the works of thy hands, the moon and the stars which thou hast a day, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou hast visited him for thou hast made him a little lower than the angel and hast crowned him with glory and honor. That same poet would say later in the Psalter, he says, I will praise him because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm glad David wrote this because he of all people understood that our dignity always trumps our defects. He struggled with his own humanity. On more than one occasion, he found himself captive to the fleshly desires that took hold of him. And yet, it is him and only him that the Bible says, here was a man after God's own heart. There was an article in the website of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. It had the searching title, Towering Legend, Flawed Man, King's Image Evolving. 
The article drew a contrast between the new King Memorial in Washington, D.C. and the theater production in New York City on Broadway of a play called Mountaintop starring Samuel Jackson and Angela Bassett, which portrays Dr. King in his final moments before he was assassinated at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. He is shown as being just a human in this play and one who is not above faults. This type of production fuels the critics and the prognosticators who declare that even a national observance is an inappropriate in memory of Dr. King because of what they say now is well-documented evidence of his sins and shortcomings. But they missed the point. There was a man sent from. You see, there was a man sent from God. Not an angel, not a demigod, but just a man. Our dignity does not rest in the perfection of the dreamer. But in the perfection of the dream, Jeremiah knew it. So he wrote to a flawed nation as a mouthpiece of God. And he said, God said to tell you, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Paul knew it. His sin and his past always haunted him. He opens every letter in the New Testament with, by the grace of God, I am what I am. But he says in 2 Corinthians, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the power and the glory may be of God. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about King. It's about Jesus. There was a man sent from God. The dignity of the messenger. The measure of a messenger not only involves the dignity of the messenger, but the duty of the messenger. And I'm reading the New International Version rendering of verse 7. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. John's mission Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s mission, your mission and my mission is to bear witness of the light. We do not ask the world to look at us, but we ask the world to see Jesus living inside of us. We are reflectors of his light. Despite our flaws, our failures, and our faults, We are called to point people to the light because in the presence of God, we're all exposed by the luminous light of his holiness. See, John the Baptist was a witness to the light. Dr. King was a witness to the light. This is the duty of the messenger as it was then and down through history, bearing witness to the truth. Being a messenger is still difficult, dirty, and dangerous, but we need some witnesses 
who will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We need some witnesses who from every valley, every hamlet, every mountaintop, every city will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. You see, the truth must be told. We must tell the truth. We must tell people that we have not arrived yet as a people in the promised land. Dr. King and a host of others have led the way, but we have not arrived yet. The truth needs to be told. African-American men are still more likely twice as much to be unemployed as our white counterparts. Black men are seven times more likely to be incarcerated and average jail sentences for black men is 10 months longer than white men for similar crime. The truth must be told. Our young black males between 15 and 34 are nine times more likely to die from a firearm shot the truth need to be told that too many of our young girls are giving away the store before a purchase have been made. The truth, the truth need to be told. About 69% of births in the black community are from unwed mothers. The truth needs to be told. Too many of our young men think that what it means to be a man is to have your britches down and your hand out. The truth, the truth must be told. He came to bear witness of the light. The light who is the way, the truth, and the life. Are there any witnesses in this house? We need some witnesses. Because Jesus is on trial in our marriages, in our homes, in our schools, in our churches, on mean streets, in the halls of Congress, in the White House. And we need some witnesses who will stand up and say, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But I need to give you a little witness, a tutorial this morning. If you get up and say, I think, then the devil will say, object, because it's speculation. If you get up and say, I believe, the devil will object and say, it's conjecture. If you get up and say, I heard, the devil will object because it's hearsay information. But there ought to be somebody here. But there ought to be somebody here who can say, not I just heard, or I just think, or I just believe, but can say, I know, I know, I know he's a bridge. So there is, there is the dignity of a messenger. There is the duty of a messenger. But lest I keep you too long, there is the destiny of a messenger. You see, when you read this text in its expanse, the spotlight begins to move off of John to Jesus, the one who is the true light, 
who likes the way of every man. It said he that received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. It says that he came to his own and his own received him not but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Jesus came to his own people and Israel rejected him. But I'm so glad that where the world would put a period, God puts a conjunction. He said, but as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. And this is our destiny, not to be our graduates necessarily of universities and colleges. That's a good thing, our recipients of Nobel Peace Prize. But God's ultimate objective is that you and I will be sons and daughters of God. I'm trying to wrap it up, but you see, Dr. King knew this. Uh, he trusted in the word. Uh, and there is an account of when he was in the throes of the Montgomery bus boycott and he was receiving death threats every day of his life. He got up one night, left Coretta and the kids in the bed and went into the kitchen and made a cup of coffee. He said something moved into the room and he could feel the presence of God. And he said from that time on, he did not worry about death did not worry about dying. And that's why in my state of Memphis, Tennessee, on the last night of his life, he could say longevity have his place. And like anybody else, I'd like to live a long life. But I'm happy now, and I'm not worried because I know God's got it in control. I've been to the mountaintop, and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but one glad morning, uh, I'm going to get there. Is there anybody here that know their destiny? Uh, can I help you out a little bit? Uh, this old world uh, is not my home. Uh, I'm just a stranger passing through this way. Uh, I know who uh, my destiny lies in. Uh, can I call some witnesses? Uh, Aristotle would say uh, he's an unmoved mover. And Plato would say uh, he's the great architect of the universe. Uh, Cardinal Jean Paul Richter would say uh, he's the utterable sire in the depths of human souls. Uh, somebody else said, uh, I believe it was Shakespeare. He gives light in darkness uh, and comfort in despair. And the blind Scottish preacher named Jordan Matheson said, uh, He's a joy that seeketh me through pain. Uh, I can see I'm losing some of you. Uh, let me bring it a little closer to home. Uh, Jeremiah said, uh, He's like fire shut up in my bones. Uh, 
And Ezekiel said, he's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. The old black preacher, this is what he would say. He's the one that walked out from nowhere, stood out on nothing, reached out into nowhere, and caught something, hung something on nothing, and told it to stay there. Who hit the anvil uh, of his own omnipotence uh, with the hammer of his own hand, uh, caught the sparks in his hand, uh, and flung them into the evening sky. Uh, uh, do you know him? Uh, uh, do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? Uh, well, I can't testify uh, for nobody else, uh, but I know him uh, for myself. Uh, and as I get ready to take my seat, uh, can I testify? Uh, I came to Jesus as I was uh, weary, uh, worn, and sad. I found in him uh, a resting place, uh, and that has made me glad. Uh, I'm so glad uh, I found in him. Uh, I'm so glad I found in him. Uh, in him. Uh, like Coca-Cola, he's the real thing. Uh, in him, uh, like General Electric, uh, he lights my path. Uh, in him, like Bayer Aspirin, uh, he works wonders. Uh, in him, like Hallmark Cards, uh, he cared enough uh, to send the very best. Uh, in him, like Tide Detergent, uh, he gets out the stains uh, that others leave behind. Uh, in him, like Dow Soap, aren't you glad you know him? Don't you wish others did? In him, like Sears, he has everything. In him, like an Alcosetzel, pluck, pluck, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is. In him, like Scotch tape, you can't see him. But you know he's there in him, like Ford's trucks. Uh, he's built tough uh, in him, like Maxwell House. Uh, good, 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 good to the last drop uh, in him, like Bounty Towels. He's the quicker picker upper can handle tough job and won't fall apart in him in him he's able he's a bridge if he able thank you thank you i'm a messenger he's able he's able he's able You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.